Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, and also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show from 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. And he's fresh off a of Roxy's burger with a lot of bacon on it. How was it? Mm. And where do you rank it in the uh, in the Memphis uh, burger hierarchy? Have you been to Roxy's? I have not, so I, I am I, I need to get there. Uh, it's closing. Is that what I understand? No. Well, I had heard there, there are all kinds of rumors flying around there on social media that it might be closing, and uh, and so I thought I'd go and explore a eat a Roxy's burger and b uh, and see if it's closing and see what the deal is and. Uh, it, 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 first of all, they're incredibly nice there, and they're avid listeners to the show, to the to the to, to our to our radio station, and so we appreciate that. It really is nice. Like the the the, <laughs> the guy there, I walk in, and the first thing he says is, uh, "You ain't writing nothing, homie." <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. And yeah. you know, and so it's 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 just honestly, it really is. I had three different experiences this weekend in the last little bit with people who I was, I went to see Oppenheimer one of these uh, Friday night or Saturday night. I think it was Friday night. And I was walking out of the theater uh, just before the show began. And, um, and someone sort of stopped me, uh, a woman and said how much she loved the show. And then I was at, at, uh, I was at Costco Saturday and, a, a nine-year-old or 12-year-old, I wish I remembered how old he was, kid, I, I, I was in line to pay, and and the couple behind me, they had this son, and, uh, and the dad said, um, I don't mean to bother you, but my son recognized who you are. And, and, and I said, from radio? And he said, yeah, but I made a lot, like the, the kid listens to the radio, like listen to our station, and that's like the best thing ever. Right. You know, people say the radio's dead or whatever, and there you have... Uh, so he was great. And then at Roxy's that like they said, every morning at nine o'clock, like we start yeah, when the local programming starts, obviously. And so that's just, it's incredibly flattering and, and fun that, that we have built. And it's not like Chris was Chris and Gary and the people who can't like that. We built the station that has this audience and, and maintains and continuing to build bigger and bigger audience. And it's just flattering and fun and it's great. And people are nice. And so anyway, so then I went to Roxy. So, so in addition to that, the Roxy's burger is, there's a bunch of different burgers there. And I got the, 
good the good burger. Mm-hmm. Now the good burger, as you point out, there's a picture of it on Twitter. It, and, the, and it may be that they were extra nice to me, but the the bake it has two fat patties. <laughs> yes, and two fat patties, and then the bacon is higher than two fat patties. <laughs> Just oh a bacon. God. Wow. I, mean, I am one who thing? would not be I would I would be happy with that. I'd be incredibly happy well, with that. Well, so <laughs> it was there was someone had the opinion on on Twitter, on X as you would say, or Elon would say, <laughs> that it's there's you should get the uptown burger, which is not as heavily baconed as the good burger. But I really do think it is the best burger. It's an incredibly great burger. They're cooking them right there. You see them cooking them on the grill. They're cooking them with love and uh, lots of stuff. And it's a, it is a, it is a feat to get your to even even they fit that burger in your mouth is is a feat. And but like I mean I hear about other burgers and I, there are other great burgers I'm sure. Someone recently was was singing the praises of the Huey's burger. And uh, there are certainly a lot of other good burgers in town. Tops is a good burger, of course. And there are other good burgers. But I think the Roxy's burger is just insanely great. Insanely great. Um, and so it is a tremendous burger. I confess that I couldn't eat all that bacon. Like that, that bacon, I did not, I did not finish off the bacon. Now my friend Jennifer Biggs, she is of the opinion she likes bacon, but she doesn't like bacon on a burger because she thinks then it just tastes like bacon, right? Like it, it's bacon is so uh, sort of dominant, but I don't, I don't find that to be true. I like bacon on a burger. <laughs> the bacon on that like, burger was dominant. I'll say that. Let's be honest. For sure. That burger, that burger had some burger on the bacon is really right. the best way to describe it. Do you like some burger on your bacon? You know, like, and that was with, so it's insane burger. And I do. And, and the good news is they seem to be going through some things, uh, uh, you know, whatever they're figuring some things out, but I don't think, I don't think that, that despite the rumors and reports and whatever else on social media, I don't think that if you want to get a Roxy's burger that you have to race down there tomorrow before it closes. I think you can, Take your sweet time, and I'm not saying that it'll be open forever. I don't know the answer to that. I can't. I can't tell. But, um, but I think, and you should, by the way, Gabe. You should have a Rocky oh, burger. Yes. And it's the, also just kind of a the like bacon it, convinced me. It's 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 called Roxy's Grocery. Someone else tweeted out a picture of Roxy's Grocery. It's down on Third Street, past. Um, uh, past the bridges, you know, where the, where the bridges offices are for bridges, the bridge, whatever. I think it's right across from the green law center and it's, but it's a grocery, but only in the loosest sense. It's got about <laughs> two or three short aisles of then hot food chips and, but it's got a lot of hot food and, and the menu it's just all It's just all scrawled out on pieces of paper, like, and stuff. <laughs> and, it, and and it changes, and they got what it's just. It is it is its own kind of place. It, you you will not mix Roxy's up with any other place that you've been to in Memphis. It also doesn't have. There's no real place to sit down. You can sit on the stoop, but it's not. It's purely takeout. So, sadly, you take that big burger there that you see in that in that uh, in in my tweet, and you and you you know you take it to your car, 
and you, and you sit there and eat this giant, practically the burger's practically as big as the car. Yeah. And um, so. And then you go to the. So I honestly did not have a very productive afternoon. That's the downside. Like after you eat that burger, you just want a nap. And uh, so I did not have a very productive effort. And then you and then you go to the car wash with the free vacuums to clean up the bacon bits off. Right, exactly. <laughs> or the emergency room, for God's sakes. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. It really does look like death, doesn't it? Like it, it yes. really looks like death. Look at this picture. It's incredible. You can burn um, calories off. It'll be all right. You can, you can, that bacon can get burnt off. A couple of bike rides I, later. I'm not sure that's exactly how cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like my brother's the cardiologist for me, but I don't know the answer to that. I, you know, I try to eat some green beans or a salad occasionally, <laughs> but I don't. You know, it's yeah. Anyway, it was uh, got <laughs> it, it got me off to a bit of a sluggish afternoon, but it was a great burger, and uh, and I recommend anyone uh, to head to Roxy's because it's freaking delicious. Well, you sound up and at them now, um, so that's I'm good. restored now. Yes. I'm a little bit restored now. Yeah. Are you a nap guy? You're not a nap guy, really. Are you a nap guy? Well, I never was a nap guy. Most people, I, I don't, I don't think most, I don't think most people like in your twenties or young 30s or whatever nap i don't you play, think if that, you play if you play football if you yeah play, football you, you, you do yeah right you're a nap guy. well I like, they, they all like every well the grizzlies like the grizzlies all nap right they mm-hmm. all they go they go home they go to work out in the morning they're on the road they come home they nap they you know athletes regularly build a nap so i think i get that sense right yes um but most most normal humans don't and until until you get you didn't mean you know until you a if you've got kids and your kids quiet down, like, and you're exhausted, then you nap. Like, it's just like at that point, you reach a point of life when you have young kids where you're, you're, you're so exhausted that you can fall asleep anywhere at any time. And so there's that happens. And then, yeah, I'll nap occasionally. Yeah, I'll nap. I, 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 the question is, is if you're napping and I've had different, I've had different eras here. If you nap, do you actually go to your bed to nap and do you get under the covers or do you is napping like a different thing where you go get on the couch and you just sort of pull a pillow up over your head a little bit and, and fall asleep. Like I would nap on my back on the couch, whereas I don't sleep on my back when I'm going to bed. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's a different, that's a different deal. I find you nap. I find my naps now. I used to like, you know, playing ball, it was easy to just Uh go back to the bed and fall asleep because I was so damn tired. But now if I'm taking a nap, I find it more restful. If I'm on the couch watching TV and doze off, watching golf or whatever it may be on a, Uh, yeah, that's a different kind of nap. Well, it's also true by the way, that as in college, you also usually don't have your selection of rooms. You know, like yeah. you're not like you got a, you got one room that's your room. Like that's where you're gonna nap. Whereas a good point. now, as a grown up, I have a bed upstairs, and then downstairs I have a den with a TV room, and then I have a living room. I could go nap in that room too, separately. So I got lots of places I can nap. Uh, whereas when you're in college, you just yeah, you go to your bed. Yeah, that's yeah. basically all you got. The only problem with if you're lucky enough to have a common room, there's other people in it, right? The 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 only the only downside is in the in the living room in the living areas, the dogs coming up and licking my face when I'm about an hour into my nap, or like 45 minutes is, into my nap. Yes, the time the the reason why I have stopped napping on my couch is that you've put your finger on it completely. Whenever I get on the couch, Gus thinks it's time to get up and like hug me. Like it's just like. <laughs> 
he's just like, oh, we're going to play on the couch. Right. So I can't, I'm never alone on the couch. So I, I used to nap on the couch. But when Gus was a puppy, uh, when he weighed eight pounds or 12 pounds, he'd snuggle on the couch and now he weighs 120 and I get on the couch and he thinks it's time to snuggle on the couch and I can't sleep. So it's destroyed. Dogs can destroy napping. I'm with you there. Yeah. And it's national mutt day, but you don't have mutts. You got, you got the purebreds national mutt day. It's one of two national mutt days today. I, I sort of am a step. I'm a sort of a stepdad of a, uh, of a pit mix, Frida, who lives with us now. And so uh, we can celebrate free to the mutt. Yes. And uh, she's a lovely pit mix, and she's delightful. There we go. Talking with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins. On... By the way, I thought it was National Avocado Day. Excellent. I thought it was National Avocado Day. Well, there's day. a lot of national days. I mean, there's, there's, plenty, there's plenty of days. Avocados? Yeah, every day is I did, I did. I did hear you and uh, Jeffrey mm-hmm. discussing that this morning. He said he put avocado on his burger, which generally speaking, I'm not a big uh, – he said he did it last night. Well, I'm not a big avocado me, on the burger guy. That's not that's to not me, for me the interesting thing about avocados is that our consumption like as a child of the sixties, seventies, and eighties, I never saw an avocado. I, I don't yep. believe I ever was acquainted with an avocado in the nineteen seventies. It was not something but avocado consumption, even from from two thousand to today, the average American ate basically two pounds of avocado. Uh, uh, and which is not, you know, that's, that's spread over a lot of Americans, because a lot of Americans probably ate none. But so in 2000, we were eating two pounds of avocado a day, uh, a year, and now we're eating eight pounds of avocado a year. Still not a lot, honestly. If you're right. an avocado eater, if you are someone who eats guac regularly or avocado regularly, you certainly eat more than eight pounds, but you have to because bring up the average, because some people eat, lots of people eat no avocado. But the point is, as a, as a nation, our avocado slash guac consumption has 100%. quadrupled since 2000 because it just didn't used to be a thing and now it's uh, everywhere everywhere they'll come to your table and make you guac i can see that i am i am of the opinion though when it comes to avocado and its usage i don't like loose avocado maybe if you season it like i don't like (laughs) like like like, like on a burger like you know what i mean like i I like guac i love guac because you put a bunch of seasonings and you put the sun-dried tomatoes tomatoes onion you, you flavor it up Avocado by itself. This is going to be hot take. People are going to come after me for this, but I'm going to say it. I think it's flavorless when you just sort of have it loose. People eyes. So I think it's texture. It's a certain, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's, I I actually think it's a very smooth sort of, I don't know. I, I, I've come to like it, but I, to me, the question is, would you like some loose avocado in your salad or even more to the point, would you like, Avocado toast. Have you had avocado toast? Well, avocado see, avocado toast bread. is a little different too because you it's, you it's you mash up. it. You do doll it up. Yes, and you, you put do, lime it's juice, it's salt, pepper, garlic, whatever it may yeah. be, and then and you spread delicious. it. That's different because you add flavor to it. If you just on a sandwich, I don't think I think most people. But if you're having a piece of avocado on a burger. All the things in the burger are adding flavor to it. No one just eats a piece. Of, no one just bites into an avocado like it's an orange. I get you that. Know? But so just, you only have it with either you, – you have it with stuff, either I, dolled up and with chips, or if it's on the burger, it's mixing in I, with the bacon and the fat and the cheese. And by and loose, I mean just like slices of avocado on a sandwich. Right. That, it doesn't loose, add anything like, for me. It just doesn't add anything for me. I think it – uh, I've become a fan of avocado. Okay. I'll have a, some loose avocado in my salad. If it's chopped up in my salad, a little piece of avocado in my salad, that's delicious too. Yeah. 
but but I'm with you. It's 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 highest and best use is guac. Yes, I think we can agree on that. Yes. The avocado's highest and best use is guac. Yes. Yes, and add whatever you need to. If you go to Babalu, add the bacon in there, do all that. Um, is that true? Bacon? You can, you can add bacon. Yeah, dollar dollar surcharge. Add the bacon in the tableside guac. Gotta love it. Wow. Gotta love it. And some jalapeno in, in the there, guac. spice it up, cilantro, make it nice. Make it nice. I There's always there's always guacamole in my fridge, by the way. Sidebar. Homemade? Ta- Homemade? Yeah, yes, always. Always. Like 100% in of the time. In the fridge? You yeah, Taco Tuesday. Taco brown? Tuesday, we make the guac, and it stays around until the next Tuesday. For how long? It turns brown. It gets, well, you, it, you know, it, you can, you, you know if you throw saran wrap over top, it stays good. And then if you also add a, a, a lime juice on the top, right. it can stay good and get, keep from getting brown. But right is, now, there'd be, there's guac in your fridge yes. right now as we speak? Yes, there is. Wow. Yeah. It may, it may get, it may be, a, at this point, it may be a little bit, uh, it may not be the best, but uh, hey, tomorrow we'll make a we'll make a fresh Who batch. Who makes the guac? You? you uh, make me, guac? me, me, or my fiance? If she's doing other things, I'll make it. I, mean, I, I like to think I make some good guac. Sun, I go sun dried tomatoes. I go the sun dried tomato route. A little more, a little more chewability. I'm not. I'm. I'm right, not, who not. am I to? Who am I to dispute that okay. you make a fine guac? Okay, I got you. I got you. Now, Hall of Fame game. Is coming up on uh, on Thursday. We have the Browns and the Jets yep. in it. Uh, Jets, are you on my? Are you in my camp of where uh, Aaron Rodgers is at at this point? He's coming to defense of Nathaniel Hackett. Seems to be good, being a good teammate in OTAs and showed up for everything. He took a thirty five million dollar pay cut. This is a different Aaron Rodgers than we've seen in quite a while. Oh, I think. I mean, I at bottom, I think it's the same Aaron Rodgers, but I think he is. A hundred percent recommitted to the tax. You know, I think right. that's certainly true. Yes. I, I honestly, not unlike when Tom Brady, it seems to me, went to Tampa. And I think, I hate to say this because uh, of my beloved, beloved Buffalo Bills, but I think, yes, I think he'll be really good this year. Um, it, it, you know, maybe not absolute peak Aaron Rodgers of, that we've ever seen, but um, yeah, I think he's going to be really good this year. Um, he's obviously wants to, it's totally natural. You go somewhere new, you get planted, uh, repotted as it were somewhere else. And you want to like prove to everyone that you're not a bad teammate. You want to prove to everyone that you still have it. You want to prove to everyone that, you know, green Bay was wrong to discard you, even though you were a driving force in that you want to, you know, and plus you're in the biggest media market in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you want to, uh, flourish there all eyes are upon you. Um, you know, it, it, it didn't really matter that much what Aaron Rodgers did the last few years in Green Bay. I mean, it mattered in the sense that it's his career and whatever. But short of winning another Super Bowl, like he was just going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the all-time greats, and he's still doing pretty well in Green Bay. Right now, here's a whole new opportunity to to put to put a different stamp on his career, it seems like. And yes, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's any mystery why he would be energized by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you, are you scared for the, the jets being at the top of that division with your bills? Like, do you think they'll threaten them at the top of the division? Do I scared? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I can see a world where the dolphins win the division, although the Jalen Ramsey injury doesn't help them in that regard, obviously. 
I can see a world where the Jets win the division, and I think the Bills should still properly be the favorites to win the division. Um, can I see a world where the Patriots win? Probably not, but honestly, it is interesting. Like, people sort of laugh at the Patriots now, uh, roll their eyes at Bill Belichick and all of that. The truth of the matter is, even the Patriots, they had the number one defense in the league last year, and then they had an offense that was utterly, utterly 100% dysfunctional yeah right it was not only not particularly gifted it was not gifted and it was dysfunctional it was run it was run by joe judge right exactly and um so it was a mess and now you know i'm not saying that 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 offense is going to look you know like kansas city's offense but presumably and they were and they still by the way with all that they won seven games they won seven games last year with a putrid offense and they still had a, one of the, the literally, I think, the best defense in the league. So they're going to still have a great defense this year. Bill Belichick is obviously still running things. The defense is going to be tremendous, and their offense will be better. So I don't even, I even think the Patriots will, you know, Patriots are going to get, uh, they're certainly going to get two wins in the division, and they may get like they, well, they play six division games, they may get three wins in the division. Like the Patriots are not going to suck, and. And then the Dolphins and the Jets could both be really good. But I do think, I think the Bills, and I, I say this, I say this almost reluctantly because I hate to be optimistic about my, my own team, but it feels like, you know how people just get tired of a team and they move on? It feels like the country is like, yeah, we're kind of tired of the Bills now. Like we're, we're moving on and we, you know, whatever. They're, 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 their moment has come and gone. And I don't really see any why, why you would believe that. You know, I don't who who have they lost off of the team that won 13 games last year? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, they, D.C., they Les, Leslie Frazier. Yeah, but I know there's a lot of Bills fans that didn't, they, they, didn't they, care yeah, for him by they, the end. They, there's I don't think people in Buffalo bemoan. Now, it may be you'll look back and you'll say, huh, you were wrong to want Leslie Frazier gone. And in the end. People are perfectly happy with Leslie Frazier, except for the fact that they remember that game against the Bengals where it felt like Joe Burrow, everything was easy for him, and everything was, was really hard for Josh Allen. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, so they lose Tremaine Edmonds. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they get Micah Hyde back. They get Tredavious White back. They add Leonard Floyd. Von Miller will be coming back. Like, they're going to be, yeah. They, so I don't. I don't really see any reason why they're going to be worse. The, their, their division will be tougher, and so I don't think they'll necessarily win 13 games, but I'd put them, I would put—I bet they'll win 12, so 11 that, or 12. I, yeah. know, I know the AFC, NFC, and like how it's sort of worked as far as like uh, championship contenders has been sort of swaying in the AFC's direction with all the quarterback <laughs> right. play they have, but it, it is wild to think like, okay, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Ravens, Bengals, if Joe Burrow's healthy, uh, Chiefs. I all think Chargers. could reason. Well, uh, Whatever you think of them, like they still got. Okay. you know, we'll add the Chargers, reasonable Super Bowl contenders, I guess. In the NFC, it's what they're reasonable, but but if Eagles, Cowboys, and yeah. Eagles, Cowboys, and who? 49ers. 49ers? 49ers? But 49ers. even even <laughs> even though we're talking, that, and I know Kyle Shanahan can uh, turn any quarterback into gold, but Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and no. Sam Darnold is what it's, they're it's working because with. The roster. It's because the roster. That's the the re- it's the rest of the roster. And honestly, yeah. So no, it's ridiculous. 
Um, it, it's ridiculous how much how much tougher it is right now in the AFC. Um, but you know, whatever. That's that's the, one team will emerge from each, and and uh, and yes, if the, if I could move the Bills to the NFC right now, I would. But that don't, it doesn't seem to be the way that it works. Anyway, so in terms of Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, yeah, I think they could be really good. I kind of hope um, that Nathaniel Hackett sucks and is terrible and ruins everything, <laughs> but there's no evidence that except for last, I, I think this is true and I'd be interested in your perspective on it. I think some people are just better suited to be coordinators yep. than, than head coaches. And I, I mean, do we think that, that with Josh McDaniels and we and Hackett, as much as the X and O stuff in Denver, he, he ruined it by letting Russell Wilson and his, yes. and his group go run amok, right? That's what he really did wrong. It seems to me. And so, I, you know, the, the, if I'm counting on Nathaniel Hackett to ruin Aaron Rodgers the way that he ruined Russell Wilson, the problem with that is he had great success yep. with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yeah, I think there's guys that aren't cut out to be head coaches, but they're good at their their particular whatever they do. If they coach quarterbacks and they're an OC, they're an O line coach, whatever it is, they could be good at that and not good at being a head coach. I uh, I do think also as good as Russell Wilson is or has been in his career. He's not the talent that Aaron Rodgers is, and they, they have different no. skill sets altogether. And if you're trying to run the same things you ran with Aaron Rodgers with Russell Wilson, it inevitably is going to fail. I, I, that, that is that, it, I, I, think that, I think that they'll be fine. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers is talking him up, I think we're in a good spot. But don't you think Denver will also be better? Yes, I do. I do. It's Sean Payton. Sean Payton right. can, mold, he can mold himself to, to fit Russell Wilson in his skill set. I, I believe yeah, that, but I, he he does need to I stop talking so much trash, right? Or do you like that? Well, I kind of enjoyed it. What why what what was not to <laughs> like about that? Like for all of us, what, like really? Do I would I have preferred? Ask right now. Would I have preferred that Sean Payton did not say those things? No, I prefer that he did say those things. <laughs> I mean, it, it, but it, then he it, stepped it, back. He stepped back. He said he had his fox fine, hat but on. He said him. You know, he believed him. You know, he can say all he wants. I shouldn't have said it, and it was fox talking or wherever else. But he said it, and not only you know that he believed it, and you know the truth of the matter is that most people agree with him. Like, all those yep. things are true. And so, no, I, I don't think it's good for the franchise that he talks trash, just like I don't think it's good. He, here's the difference. It's funny. I was thinking about this. When Dylan Brooks talked trash about LeBron and when Sean Payton talked past, like, they're both like, you don't do that, right? They're both like, whoa, you violated a code there, right? The difference is this. When Dylan Brooks said that about LeBron, it, it, it looked ridiculous. It's just because no, no one believed what yeah. he was saying was true. Like, who are you? To, what have you accomplished to say that about LeBron? And LeBron is awesome. Like, even a, even a reduced LeBron. What are you talking about, Dylan Brooks? You look ridiculous. <laughs> Whereas when Sean Payton yes, also yeah. violating yeah. things – he has total credibility, right? He has total credibility. It's Nathaniel Hackett who doesn't have much credibility, and everyone's just kind of quietly nodding their heads. They're like, I can't believe he said that. He said it out loud, but we're all thinking it. It's a very different thing. And so, no, I, I totally enjoyed him saying those things. And uh, and now I hope Denver comes in and beats the Jets in week five. That would be just a great – I got that, that one circled. Fantastic. That'll be a good one. Oh, I don't think you're the only one. Yeah. So, Oh, by the way, I had Frank Bonner on the show today, and – I asked him, um, if you're Ryan Silverfield, what worries you the most? And he didn't answer that question specifically. He sort of answered, he said, if I'm Ryan Silverfield, what I, was mo- what I would be most concerned with going into the offseason 
is getting the offensive line right. Is that is that what worries me the most? I, I don't, but like what 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 I most devoted to finally fixing is the offensive line. Do you think that's the correct answer? I think compared to everything else, all the other unknowns, yes, I think that's the correct answer. If you can get the run game going, get more balance on the offense, you feel better about what you have. I've talked to you. I think the defense should be ahead of the offense heading into fall camp, which is a different dynamic altogether. But, no, if you, if you can run the damn ball again. And do you think he will have had it? Do you think we'll look up halfway into the season and say, well, they finally figured it out. I don't, that, I don't is, have that answer. <laughs> I don't have that answer, Jeff. Oh, I'll say that. I don't have that answer. I, you can be hopeful as you want, but the past two years you thought they'd have it figured out, and no. They, they, I, I, ultimately, they have done the right things on the recruiting trail and getting Power 5 bounce backs across the offensive line. They've added Blake Watson, uh, Bull Hargrove. They have a decent running back room, but it's got to come together. Ultimately, uh, don't you have don't you have secret sources within the program who could tell you whether it's coming together, Gabe? <laughs> sources within the program tend to always uh, offensive line. No, they, they will they, the rose colored glasses. You know, you know what happens though with it. I think you'll you'll agree with this. What happens with said sources is they'll tell you, "Hey, yeah, we'll figure it out. We got it all figured out. It's fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We're moving in the right direction. I like what they did in spring. That's what you'll hear." So I yeah I can have all the sources I want within that within that uh, building, but don't you think though that coaches don't you think that coaches have a real of course they lean towards optimism and they lean towards we'll fix it we'll get it done right I, yeah. I think that's true don't you think there are moments when a coach has this sinking feeling even in fall camp like. Oh my God! Yes. Our secondary is gonna suck. We yes. are gonna get roasted. Yes, <laughs> there is there is there is some uh, some come to Jesus moments, if you will, in camp. There has to be, yes. right? You, you're not blind. You have realization that you got that you got a problem here, right? And the same way it is in any business. Like, yeah. oh, you know, uh, Frank and Sales just not get it. We got a problem here. Frank you know, we are sales. not. Our widgets are way down this year. <laughs> like this is a. It's just acknowledging reality, and that can be in any walk of life, I think. Yeah. Yes, yes. But hopefully they don't have too many of those in camp. As, as they're starting on Wednesday, right. same day that Santo Domingo begins, the, the, the Dominican Republic trip. So hopefully they don't have many of those. We'll see what happens. So, Jeff, appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. See you guys. Yes, sir. Jeff Calkin. Jeff Calkin Show, Daily Memphian columnist. Follow him on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Now, Brad, today you get to do a victory lap. You know why? Why? There is a uh, certain bit of news that is broken around the Tennessee-Memphis women's basketball oh, yeah. series that I have to uh, deliver on the other side. And uh, Brad may break his arm trying to pat himself you, on the back. Do, do you want to apologize? No, we'll do uh, Maybe next. Okay. Maybe next. Right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. 
they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Brad Carson has not broken his arm patting himself on the back yet, but we're about to let him do that. Tennessee Memphis women's, we know that they've agreed on a home-and-home, and and they will play in Tennessee in Knoxville this year. But the return trip has been scheduled, slated to be played in FedEx Forum. Brad Carson brought this up as soon as the contract was signed. Alex Simmons did a good job of getting that contract signed and helping in the athletic department ultimately for for getting getting that done. But FedEx Forum for the women. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I think this makes a lot of it's sense. It's more than 3,500. They needed more space. I don't think they're going to fill it up 18,000 deep, but I think it's a good oh, show. Oh, you doubt the women's Tigers basketball I, team. I, I, get, I, get, I, I get the sense um, that it will be the lower bowl could be filled up at a relatively high clip. Mm-hmm. Um, it excites people around that, that basketball program. And you finally let the women – it's been – I mean – have they played in FedEx Forum before? I mean, it's been a while. If 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 it, if it has been ever, I've, I well, I, I, yeah. I don't remember a time that they played in FedEx Forum. Just for madness, that's it. Yes, you know, usually but I'm it's talking madness. about like a game. No, itself. I, and it makes sense for Tennessee. Here's what I would do: I would challenge the fans to get your butts in there and fill that thing up for the ladies. Yeah. They deserve it. Um, I realize that it's it's different, you know, because you're usually in El Marone, but you never know, Gabe. Get them in the NBA arena. I think that's that's fun for them. It's very, that's cool. very fun for them. Yeah, and, and and there will be a lot of Tennessee fans. I think as well. You know, you gotta you're in the volunteer state. Uh, yeah, I think a relative amount. I know that's How an much, uncomfortable I mean, thing no, for no, the Memphis I, fans I'm to just acknowledge saying, no, my neighbor. No, but also like traveling. The, the, Lady Vols have been not as good as they have been in the past as of late. I just wonder the traveling that they'll do to. My and neighbor. I can only go by my neighbor. I can only go by my neighbor. Like I and I go by my life by my neighbor a lot of times. <laughs> and I and I know this is counter to what we do on the radio, but you're not going to believe this. I have two volunteer fans right around me, and they go to the games and they go to the women's games too. They're ridiculous orange fans, and I and it's I think I think that's um, something to consider here. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I hope it fills out. I hope you. I hope it's a pretty substantial crowd. I really do. I hope for them, and I hope. Well, it looks like she's got it going too. Like she's added staff. She's got a pretty good signing class. I mean, like it looks pretty good, and they're coming. No, off Alex the Simmons. I talked to her on this show. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm impressed as hell by her. I think she'll pick up what Katrina did and, and run. I do with too. Her. Absolutely. Um, now on the conference realignment uh, conversation, I do have to drop a couple of bits of news. This is brand new. Mm. Um, Looks like, uh, according to Dennis Dodd, that the Pac-12 presidents will learn of a TV deal and the numbers in a meeting early tomorrow. Pacific time. Pacific time. So we may get, may get it later in, the, later in the morning here. There's one of their problems. Uh, in the central time zone. Uh, I have heard rumors, murmurs of Apple TV $200 million all in. I don't know if that's ultimately what the deal is, but if that's the deal, Arizona's jumping, jumping ship immediately. Wow. I mean, if they've gotten a, a sniff of that type of number, there's no, no reason for them to stay in the Pac-12 ultimately, especially with Colorado on the way out. And with that, the Arizona Board of Regents, which oversees Arizona, Arizona State, 
and Northern Arizona has scheduled a special meeting tomorrow in the AM. Uh, and it says the board will commence an executive session for the following item pursuant to ARS, blah, 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 blah. Nothing, nothing. Uh, so they're going to see what the deal is and then they're going to jump. They're going to ask Arizona, like is this going to happen? Arizona's going to say yes. And the Pac 12 is, I mean, Pac 12's toast. I, I don't see any, uh, that's how I have to read that. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's exactly right. And I don't know, uh, down the road, I don't know how long it takes for Oregon and Washington to jump. I don't know how long it takes for other uh, universities to decide where they're going to to jump to. It's just it's, it's a terrible situation. Do you try to? And it's the, all. And, 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 what do you do? You blame you blame that you blame it on Larry Scott, all the higher ups, George Klyavkov. Just no damn foresight on anything that was happening, and there was an elitist attitude that they took about this yeah. whole thing. The academic elite. Right, they wanted to keep the the conference academically elite. It just, and that's why they're going to lose out on all the money that they could have had. I mean, they didn't want to do a merger or an alliance with the Big Twelve, and the Big Twelve was struggling because of Texas and Oklahoma's uh, outgoing when they were outgoing. I, they just have lacked any level of understanding where college athletics is going. Now, what do you do? That's where I go to. What do you do if you're the Pac-12? Do you go grab a? You try to ba- you try to grab all San Diego State, San Diego State, UNLV, Boise, like whatever yeah. you can do to try to keep yourself alive. But over the years, I mean, realistically, they could have grabbed San Diego State a while ago, and San Diego State would have jumped at the opportunity, and they could have already been in the conference for a couple of years. But they just they, they, no foresight, and they're talking about the mulling expansion now. It's too late, man. You're about to lose your fourth team in a three-year period. So tomorrow's going to be a big Two-year day. Two-year period. Tomorrow's a big day then in this in this area. We'll we'll see. We'll see if Arizona ultimately makes that decision. And I do want to know what this TV deal number looks like because it's not it's not going to be great. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and um, I know that a lot of Pac-12 officials don't visit Memphis all the time. But if they were to visit Memphis, they probably need at least a little bit of uh, liquid courage to help themselves get through this whole process. And I know where they could get it. That's Old yes. Dominic. Yes. Old Dominic. And if they're whiskey fans, they can go get some Tennessee whiskey from Old Dominic. It is made here in downtown Memphis. Distilled barrel aged and bottled. First time that's been the case since Prohibition. It's unto its own. It's Memphis whiskey. Old Dominic Memphis whiskey, as I like to call it. It's available everywhere around the area. Liquor stores, restaurants. Ask for it by name. They'll handle it for you. Now, go to olddominic.com to check out all their other great products. Everybody knows about their, their uh, obviously, the Tennessee whiskey, but they have the Hewling Station line. They have vodka. They have gin. They have something for your liking. Uh, you can mix it in your cocktails. Make sure you go to olddominic.com to check out all of those products. Um, and on top of that, head down to the state-of-the-art distillery because it is beautiful. It is great. It's one of the great landmarks, in my opinion, in downtown Memphis. You can go stop at the bar. Get a craft cocktail. You can go for a tour and tasting that you can book at olddominic.com as well. Uh, it's perfect for hosting a special event as well. Wedding, wedding reception. They will accommodate you. And they're the official spirit of the Memphis Grizzlies, Old Dominic is. Look for that new Tennessee whiskey, all their great products at their two bar locations inside FedEx Forum, uh, where they're serving up craft cocktails, whether you're watching a comedian, going to a show. Oh, going to a show. I'll get to that in a second. We had a show canceled today. Oh, um, oh yes. Yes. Um, 
a comedian, whatever, watching a game. Make sure you go to those those bar locations to get a craft cocktail. Saturday night, the Wolf were having a tasting down there. Saturday night, yes, yeah, seven, yes. seven to nine. Yes, I, I don't. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get that. I think. I think you're yeah, correct. Though. I, I'm gonna go down there for this. Yes, but Old Dominic Distillery, come say hi. And when the Wolf goes down there, make sure you come say hi. Yeah. Um, sister station. Yes, talked about FedEx Forum and uh, those two uh, bar locations. You're not gonna be able to use them for a Drake concert. Tell you why next, right here on Cape Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. So Drake mm-hmm. has now canceled his Memphis show twice. It was scheduled for August 6th. That is officially done for, and now we're refunding. So this was not a rollover like it was for the original reschedule, which was... Uh, uh, June 29th is the date it was supposed to happen. And the quote, the, the statement that was put out by FedEx for, or by Drake's camp to FedEx Forum, due to the magnitude of the production of the Drake concert, it is logistically impossible to bring the show as designed to FedEx Forum on August 6th. Unfortunately, the show is canceled. Refunds will be issued at the point of purchase. I don't know, Brad. I don't know about this one. I, uh, I don't know how to feel. I, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. That you can have a logistical issue when Mm. you knew that he was going to be coming to Memphis, or Drake knew also that he's going to be coming to Memphis for all this time. It doesn't make sense to have a crazy logistical issue. I understand it's not about seats. It's a decent-sized forum for his show. Um, But I think it has to do with stage and all of the different lights and everything else that goes into Drake's show as a whole. But it's it's hard for me to believe that they had that many logistical issues with that. It just feels like Drake ultimately, uh, due to the original schedule, just didn't wanna didn't wanna play. That's sort of where I'm at at this point. I don't know what to think of this story because you sold the tickets, you sold them for a long time, you had the rescheduled day, everything you just pointed out. And it's not it's not that they pushed back the show because it was right. bad. Uh, ticket sales. They sold the thing out. Let me ask you this. As soon as it went on sale. I have a, a friend who's a ticket promoter in, in town, pretty well-known guy, and we were talking about this story. Actually, it was on Facebook. He put it on his Facebook account. I, sometimes I misinterpret talking to people from reading their tweets or texts or their social media yeah. account. It's really, it's a problem. But he put, <laughs> he put because we say we talk to people, we don't talk to yes, people. We exactly. just text. Yeah. Hey, I talked to we're him. We're messaging no, you. I talked to him in a comment yeah, section I literally on Facebook. didn't talk to him. Yeah. What am I talking about? But I read his <laughs> Facebook page. And he points out, he's like, can't you just make it smaller if that were the issue? Like, Because they clearly want to see you perform, right? They cl- Even if that – and I, I know you're shrugging your shoulders and you're thinking that isn't the issue and that there's no, larger – No, no, no. He, he, could, he could make – Is he just punking the city then? He could. I don't know. I don't know. Otherwise, if I downsize the thing and put because we've seen other performers do But it's strange because the first stuff. time, the first time he was supposed to play here, he was in town like that whole next right, week. Right. They were recording a video with Young Thug, and right. they were at a uh, yeah, they were taping uh, stuff rail at Rail Garden, Garden and like the I, videos. Yeah, he made it to the city. Right. He just, I guess he don't want to play. It's a very confusing a, story, Gabe. I I don't get it. I don't get it because nope, if you either. if you knew there was going to be logistical issues, you'd know when you scheduled the damn show ahead of time. You would think, and this arena, even though we're going to have renovations, is geared for these events. Yep. We're not we're not off on this stuff. Well, but Drake's just running off with his key to the city. Yeah. He's just running off. Get it back. Yeah. Get it back. <laughs> He's running off. Take the key, key back. 
Oh, well, I know uh, somebody who knows a lot about the happenings inside FedEx Forum, and that would be John Martin. We'll talk to him about Tiger basketball, Tiger football, realignment, next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.